it's all about who is it for and why are you doing it. I think we live in a world now where I certainly feel the responsibility that you shouldn't really just create art for the sake of creating art. That's the voice of Corey Baker, the first of many guests on the Space Arts podcast. And welcome to a series which we hope will encourage you, just like Corey did, to reach out to us and apply for future arts and cultural funding opportunities with our agency. Welcome to the Space Arts Podcast. Hello, I'm Claire Freeman. I'm an associate with The Space. I support their immersive audio and podcast projects as a freelance mentor. Throughout this podcast, I'll be joined by Chief Executive of the organisation Fiona Morris, who you'll hear from in a mo. If you've not heard of us before, then The Space is an agency which supports those working in the arts sector. It's you included, if you're interested. Pop over to the website, thespace.org, to find out about our latest commissioning rounds and a ton of resources which are referenced throughout this series. So let's start with a bit about today's guest. Someone who's been through the application process with the space multiple times. Not just his recent project with the BBC Culture in Quarantine series, uh, the Swan Lake Bath Ballet film. Over the years, we've watched and supported award-winning international dancer and choreographer Corey blossom in the digital world. But when he first asked for our help a few years ago, he was full of energy and big ideas. Just not too sure where to start when it came to making a digital piece of work really fly. Safe to say he's now one of the many space digital graduates. And fortunately for you, he shares a few tricks of the trade and lessons learned during this episode. So this is for those of you who are curious of how to turn an idea you have in the shower to an online video watched by millions. Here's a conversation Corey, Fiona and I recorded at the tail end of 2020. First up, Fiona started by explaining how on earth Corey came to work with the space a few years ago. I think the first time I met Corey, he bounced into my office in Birmingham, pretty much the human equivalent of a Labrador, I would actually say. I uh, love that. I've been called a pit bull before, so I'll take a Labrador. <laughs> Full of enthusiasm. Uh, he just completed um, a couple of short film projects and he wanted to kind of come and find out what we were what we were up to at the space and, and whether or not we could help him. So we began, I had a long conversation then about, you know, making films brilliant and great but if you're going to be publishing them online how do you reach an audience how do you make sure that all that work and effort and blood sweat and tears that you put into that project actually results in other people seeing it so so that was a kind of a conversation we began and then Corey applied to one of our commissioning rounds that we have annually and uh, we commissioned a film uh, which he went to the Antarctic but I'm going to let him tell you about that because it was quite extraordinary but it's a wonderful film and we were delighted to to support him on the making and the distribution of that. And then more recently, uh, Corey was one of the 25 artists selected for the BBC Arts Council England Culture in Quarantine project. Um, but yeah, we'll probably go on to that in a minute. 
Yeah, I mean, I have to say, as someone who doesn't have a bath in my house, uh, I did get bath envy. Um, if you're someone listening who hasn't uh, seen the Swan Lake Bath Ballet, we're putting a link in our episode description to this work so you can see it. Um, I mean, 27 ballet dancers across the world, not just any kind of ballet dancers, but some who are pretty well known. And it was all done pretty much using smartphones it was done remotely I mean and what I kind of find ironic about this Corey this started with an idea that you had in the shower yes. not the bath but the shower I like I, I, I you're right I think I have all my good ideas if I can call them good ideas in the shower and do you know what there's science behind that clear someone's with I don't know if I've talked with Fiona about that before but I, I have a, I have a, this, I'm sorry for the visualist maybe planting for people, but I have in the shower a little waterproof notepad and a waterproof pencil that sits next to my um, anti-dandruff shampoo. And I use it to, whenever I come up with an idea, to scribble it down because honestly, that's the only place. And it's, be, it's about, you know, I'm no scientist as we can clearly tell, um, but the, it's about being naked and free and open and the heat um, uh, and water hitting your head it stimulates dopamine and all of that and so um, yes I, I, I had the idea um, for Swan Lake Bath Ballet in the shower which ended up being one of the commissions um, via the space uh, the BBC and Arts Council England for this culture and quarantine which you have kindly said that there's a link into uh, on this podcast. So if you haven't seen it, I recommend seeing it. Join the 7 million people plus who have seen it so far because it is a hilarious three-minute film, um, yeah, celebrating dance and creativity with 27 incredible dancers around the world. Can I point out that basically this was the first week of a global pandemic lockdown worldwide and Corey decides he's going to get sort of, you know, multiples of dancers to do this in their bathroom. So, yeah, that is one hell of a shower. <laughs> So the thing is, like, I guess for a lot of people, you know, and we actually also have um, a great resource uh, in the skills section of the space uh, website, which talks about um, there's like idea exercises. If maybe you're not so free and thinking in the shower, perhaps you will be from now on. There are some mm. great exercises. There's actually a, an idea about how you get to green light, how you take these ideas and turn them into propositions. You're obviously who's kind of someone who's worked with the space with all, with some of the prior projects as well. But mm. how do you go from having the confidence of having this kind of idea in the shower to like knowing how to pitch it, how to think about what the right audience is? Mm. What what kind of steps do you do when you leave the shower? I guess apart from put some clothes on. Yeah, some of the time. So the, the what I would say is. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'll use um, the example of Antarctica, the first dance, because the, my first space commission, because that had a much greater uh, run up and, and development period to, to get it greenlit. I mean, in terms of generating ideas, um, I have about 562 ideas juggling at any one point. I mean, just uh, you can't see it because it's a podcast, but I'm showing up two of my notepads with different ideas. And as and when I develop an idea it goes into a notepad and the idea then gets scribbled a little bit more and more and more and I add it into it until that idea feels fully formed uh, then it can get its own dedicated notepad um, and 
uh, I talk with friends and people I trust about ideas and get their reactions to it. And a lot of the time, and in fact, Swan Lake Bath Ballet, the first person I told said, that's a terrible idea. It's awful. Don't do it. And I often think when that happens, uh, I push harder on the idea because I'm sort of like a, a toddler. Um, and if you say no, I will go, well, I'm going to do it. Um, and that helps actually. And so from, I really spend a long time generating the idea, looking at different facets of it, looking at the meat and the bones and the structure of, of any type of idea. And I very much create the vision in my head of it. And that really simply allows me to communicate it clearly to uh, a commissioner, a funder, partners. And that really is key because a vision is uh what people want to get excited about and if you can communicate it in a clear enough way and get people excited about then every, everyone's going to jump on board and help you do it um that's all great and well when you're doing it in a meeting when you're trying to translate that in a paper application that can be also really difficult i suffer from dyslexia and adhd and i find it a real struggle to to translate my energy and vision for an idea onto paper um, and, and, you know, I think more and more now we're getting application processes that allow for video submission. And I think the space is one of them, which is really, really great. Um, and, and as Fiona said earlier, it's all about who is it for and why are you doing it? I think we live in a world now where I certainly feel the responsibility that you shouldn't really just create art for the sake of creating art for your own purpose. I mean, that's lovely. And trust me, I, I say, so, you know, sometimes I really wish it could just be like that. But if we are spending money and resource and people's time, we really want it to affect and get to other people. Um, and I, I, a big part of the space and my process as an artist anyway, and something I encourage everyone to do is think, who is this for and how am I going to get it there? Because it's so easy to say, I want to make a viral film that's going to reach seven million people but actually there is a real you know green print to to be able to do that i agree and i think i would say you know in particular with Corey, you know he's had a focus about about how to develop a digital practice that isn't just one film and that would be the other thing i would say you know you can invest everything in one project but it's still got to if you're going to publish online it's got to be about the profile for you what you believe in what you want to say to audiences that will go beyond that one project to the next project and the next project because online is a is a hard space and you know Corey will definitely confirm that you you have to work hard at it you know the making of the film is sometimes the least difficult bit of it you know the 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 funding of it which Corey is amazing at just networking and constantly, constantly keeping up that sense of enthusiasm. As he said, it's exactly that. You've got to be able to describe that project simply, easily, in a way that people are going to remember it. And you've got to be clear that it is your focus at that point in time. And you may have to go back to them. You may have to go back to them quite a few times to actually make that land. But you can't then make it a destination in and of itself. It's got to be about Corey, what Corey stands for, because that online environment and those audiences want to have a dialogue. They don't want to sit there passively just looking at one project and then moving on to something else. They want to feel involved and seen. And that means engaging. 
And that takes time too, as Corey will attest. I think that's really refreshing to kind of hear because some people might kind of look at, wow, 7 million, it's, all, it's an iPlayer hit. That's just lucky. But actually, I think what you're saying is, no, a lot of there is pre-thought of, you know, there are, there are steps that we can do, control mechanisms. I guess yeah. the thing that I'm also thinking is, you know, a lot of people might think whether it could be contemporary or classical dance is often performed with people. You know, you you gauge the energy, use the vibe of the audience to bounce from. And then when you kind of switch to digital, you don't always get that kind of immediate kind of dopamine, as you said, dopamine kind of hit. So how has that been different for you to kind of just almost tweak your head that you don't physically see the audience when you perform? Great question, Claire. Um, I had uh, so you're right in saying that I that dance is a lived experience. It's not like a piece of artwork that you can take home and put on your wall and be like, ah, you can't do that with dance. And and um, it, it's purely about sweat, blood, and tears on that stage and feeling that sweat flick from a sexy dancer onto your hair and in the front row to enjoying the patterns and the depth and that live uh, camaraderie that in the theatre. It's an amazing feeling and nothing will ever take away from that. And as a creator of that, that world uh, and now a creator of film and dance, it is completely different. And you're creating, yes, the audiences cross over for sure. But as we all know, you know, we're, we're all, I'm sure, subject to scrolling through the gram or the whatever it is, even YouTube. And it, when, you know, the six second rule, you watch it for six seconds. No, bored, 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 bored. Three, it's a lot, to hold a digital space is very, very different uh, when you're creating for that than, a live space because basically you've trapped them in that theater they've paid a ticket you can do what you want um they're, they're your prisoner for a little while and i love that but the 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 worlds are different the audiences are different um and you have to create differently i it's taken me i think about six films now to really understand that and i'm incredibly turned on by the algorithms and the, the patterns and studying the other films that I've made and seeing the peaks and troughs of viewership. Where does someone switch off? Where do, where do most people switch off? Why is that? Um, is that the, and, and if I'm, even from the music, okay, so I need to, the music needs to be edited so there's a bigger crescendo here because this is a, at 30 seconds, this is where people are going to shut off more. And I love that. It's a, it's a blueprint to, to create in a way. And um, I've started dabbling in that advertisement world and, and knowing, learning from that as well, which, you know, is sickening and sells your soul. But there is elements of that that can help um, frame the artwork that you want to do and I'm not scared of that I know some artists will you know be like you dirty dirty person and turn their nose up to it and I totally respect that but I I, I find it a way to frame the high art that you want to create 
so that you're able to make it accessible for a large mm. audience. You're engaging in it really rather than resisting it. You like yes. how that curiosity of how can I use this to kind of like filter into my creative process rather than be like it's something I just know I have to do. Ugh, let's yeah. just let's yeah. just do something, anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And also in addition, like we're, we're, I'm a choreographer of stage stuff as well. I didn't go to choreography school for that. I just started making, right? You learn on the job. When I started making films, um, I did two or three little short miniature films without any <laughs> any knowledge of all. Oh, when I was talking to, I laugh at thinking about how I would have been communicating to the directors of photography, the, the cameramen um, and others, just because I'm awful now and I can't imagine what I was like then. But um, I actually did, and I, I was working a few things here and there. I actually went to the Met Film School in London for six months and I did a film course practical filmmaking so that i could better equip myself in the language the grammar and technicalities of 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 working with the camera and and film and i have to say that really made a huge difference so, and i want to just be honest and transparent about that so you know i do i did get skill training with that and it really really has helped um but at the end of the day i it was grammar and and, and i know you know in a way that not everyone's going to be able to go and do that or want to do that really all I learned was it confirmed what I knew it gave me confidence and it gave me some words that I could find out on YouTube mm. but that I did do that and it helped solidify what I know and, and push me to where I am now it's really humble that you're able to admit and say I don't know about this but I'm going to go and find out more I mean I guess some people might um know the space as a place where there are commissioning rounds there are funding opportunities um but they might not necessarily know about the support that's offered by associates like mm. me and there's a whole family of mm. people connected to the space can mm. you just kind of give people an insight into so you got commissioned for mm. you know several projects what was the kind of support that the space was able to offer you from like right from your first project really we had a bigger run-up even to like the more recent and what impact has mm. that had well i think um w when we got commissioned to make antarctica the first dance that was such a mammoth project and it all sort of was pinned around this trip to antarctica and to make the first dance and make this film and in addition to that, we also I, I direct, got a commission to direct a documentary. I also got a commission to make a ballet at Royal Zoo and Ballet Offer. I got commissioned to do a month exhibition at the Science Museum. So off this one initial film that the Space Commission, all of these other projects happened. And um, one of the things that I, I think a film can do, or what I'm interested in certainly, is is figuring out how if you've got that as your way of connecting with lots of people, how you use that to, to build a ladder to your other work uh, or other things going on. And um, the Spaces audience and development team, correct me if I'm not using the right terminology. Fiona, that's right, that, no, that's right. Um, were incredibly helpful because at that point I really had no idea. Um, or, you know, I knew, oh, let's get it in BuzzFeed. Oh, let's get it. Um, Let's get the BBC. Oh, let's get some celebrities to tweet it. I mean, it doesn't take rocket science to know that that's what you want. But actually doing that is a whole other thing. Um, and 
it was a real fun adventure uh, to 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 go on with the the team at the space, and then sort of all of those. Uh, well, you know, just really practically those contacts that we made and those connections, then how, you know, followed on to all the other work that we've done. Um, and those, you know, the Excel sheets, the patterns, the formats, knowing that you need to plan it months and months in advance is now in, in all the work that we do. We, we put a premiere of a film where it's going to be because we know of the marketing things we're going to do up mm. until that point. You know, it, and it doesn't have to be as, you know, formula uh, formatted as as maybe i'm describing it you know it i spammed i shouldn't say this but i spammed on twitter journalists um i just tweet them and i'd met private message them until some of them would reply back with their email address and then i'd email them the link and i'd be like write something about it guardian and um that that's how that happens you know sometimes um so there's there's all of that and, and when you get enough pinpoints from uh different areas then other people pick it up and yeah. for dance it's kind of easy for art uh, it, it's easier to get in our immediate bubble and get them to do it but what's really interesting and hard is to break into the the outer bubble of um non-art people <laughs> and and then when you get that then it sort of spirals and 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 it can build up um and that's really we've we've been really trying to nail that with all the other films that we've been doing and the space have been so helpful and everything that we've done you know i've just called up fiona or emailed her uh, at times being like hey i've got this question about this um and because we're in that family um uh you know i've been able to be very lucky with the information i've received back from the space across all the projects i've i've, I've, I've done um and in the two commissions the antarctica and the Swan Lake Bath Ballet, this, the support on everything has been great from, you know, what picture should be the cover picture to um, the, you know, the blurb, to the credits, just things that you don't really think make a difference in the impact of the film and its audience reach, but they really do. And I think, as I was saying, I think it's the, the point is, you know, that Corey's really making, you know, brilliantly is it, it's not about being formulaic. It's not about saying here's a way of getting your film to go viral online. But it is about acknowledging that the bit that comes after the making, you know, actually takes as much pre-planning as the in the same way that you wouldn't go and make a film without thinking about how you know what your locations are thinking about what your choice of equipment the lenses for the cameras you know actually there's just as much work involved in publishing it and the publishing is the bit that I think is most alien to lots of artists mm. that still it's a bit new to get into that publishing world and that has a whole other uh, requirement which you know Corey's been tremendous at, mm. at kind of taking and then just running with. It is interesting about the kind of timing of it because like when I work with like podcast series there's been a lot of theatre companies that have supported the space I've kind of divided it into a third like thirds so there's the planning for the first third the funding the budgeting the, the second third is like the making the editing and then the, the last third is like the marketing the publishing the getting it out almost thinking about it in 
a three-part story, I suppose. And understanding that it needs a team. Like, you can have an idea in the shower on your own, but you need a good family, a good team in your own company that have a plethora of skills. Because just like running a business, you might be, I don't know, crap at dealing with money, but you could be great at schmoozing with the sales. So having the right kind of, I don't know, collective of people that you kind of collaborate with really makes a difference, right? A hundred and fifty percent. And but I also just for devil's advocate, if there's artists listening to this that don't have a team, you can also do it yourself. And you just have to be a persistent toddler work day and night. It's not fair. It's really hard. But that's that's how I you know, that's how I started making my first films. And there's a journey that you go on. And it's all about, you know, in hindsight, I really remember, I, you know, feeling and thinking, how do I get you know, how do I get a team how do i you know it's easy to say that but it's like how do you actually do that how do you how do you get the money how do you get the support how do you go from having an idea to a team and i remember you know having literally done everything myself and then as fiona spoke about earlier i went out and spoke to fiona um when i made a few things and realized oh yeah this is the trajectory i want for myself but i need some skill set development and i need to know some information i need to know who to talk to. So you have to just be really proactive. And as an individual, especially in COVID times, it is very, very difficult. Um, but creativity and having being a creative person is the best armor you've got because you're able to come out with, with uh, different ways of doing everything and, and come up with creative solutions for everything. And then you just have to be a persistent toddler, which I am very good at. That's probably my best trait. Um, uh, without crossing the overline, the, the line to pissing people off, which often I do get very, very close to, um, but you, you know, you just have to nudge and, and, and push and, and well, know where you want to go, but then nudge and push in that direction. If that's people online to share your film or if that's people to help make your film, um, whatever. <laughs> Sometimes passion, passion makes the difference. Yes. And I think pissed, pissed off is a strong expression, Corey. I'd say just oh. a little bit of eyeball rolling from the person <laughs> who gets your email or your DM. <laughs> I can feel it globally all the time. I'm like, I press send and then I'm like, and there's the eye roll. I can feel it. All the time, all <laughs> the time, and it will never stop. <laughs> I mean, there, there is something like, you know, the, the passion that we have with some of these ideas and quite often in the industry that we work as well, it is something that encompasses us seven days a week. It is not yes. a Monday to Friday, nine no. till five job. No. Yeah. So I'm also kind of intrigued, particularly the year that we've had, you know, how do you kind of put some boundaries in place, protect yeah. yourself and also like cope, um, you know, with anxiety, mental health, that actually some mm. of these ideas, you could be, you know, nagging away, pissing people off and they don't, they fall down or they mm-hmm. don't go through. What kind of, kind of structure do you have in place to deal with that? Is it yeah. something you deal with? Because we're hearing about the 7 million views, successful Corey, but yeah. I'm imagining behind closed doors, there's actually quite, some tough times going there too. Yeah, I mean, I was just crying before this podcast. I wasn't actually, but that I, I I make a joke of it because it's so it's it's, and I'm glad you brought it up because it's very, very real. 
Um, and and I, what I love what you've just highlighted clear so articulately is that creativity and passion for projects isn't a structured format. And sometimes creatives, especially in the dance world, we're lucky um, that it can be, we get used to uh, formatting it into a format. So, you know, whether that's in the dance studio from nine to five during the week, you go, oh, now your brain and body kind of align. Oh, now it's time to be creative and fun. And then when I'm out, I'm like, Netflix, food, sleep, you know, and that's, you can create a system like that. But when that's stripped away um, and just more normally, creativity isn't structured. It can't operate in, in times. And sometimes, you know, you have those days where you're like, your heart and soul just feel empty. Or some days you're like, I've got nothing to do. And I've got all this energy. How am I, what am I going to do? I want to be this. And what's really hard in COVID and just in general is that when that's not matched or shared with other people. And um, I would say for every sort of yes we get and project that we do, there's truthfully 500 other projects we have pitched and that I have been so passionate about and that I want to do where commissioners or people have said no or just haven't replied to. And it really hurts. It's really, it's really hard work internally to deal with all that. And you, you can get in your head about it. You can, it can just make you feel crap. Um, and it can start to affect your mental health, your physical health and the other work that you're doing. It's, it, it can feel very like you don't understand me, you don't get it, da da da. But um, one needs to meditate through that, or at least I do, uh, and find other ways of having those creative outlets. Like I go for a run, I do yoga, I play the piano, I scribble in my notebooks, I talk to friends about ideas, and, and that way um, it just gets released a little bit more. So you're not bottling it all up. Um, I don't know if that. I think I just went on a random as tangent. There, but... <laughs> no, it's good to hear that. You know, sometimes it just takes that one yes that just keeps you going mm -hmm. for another few months. Also, I think I think it's really important to set your own um, goals around what success looks like for you. I hate yeah. that expression, but it oh, sums yeah. up what I want the point. And you know, and often you know, as you as you said, Claire, with Corey's film, you know, seven million views. But actually, Corey will admit that sometimes for the right project in the right place, just knowing that ten people that he really really wanted to communicate with about a particular part of his art form and getting their response back to that can mean as much if not more than knowing that seven million people looked at something you know so it's it's about what as an artist if this is about not having your audiences right in front of you in a physical space what is it that you want to have in, in by way of dialogue and I think you know and that means you're not necessarily having to be curated by a commissioner you know there is an opportunity with online publication to to grab the reins of this but if that's going to succeed you're going to have to be as Corey knows and is brilliant at you're going to be so targeted about who you want to talk to where you want to talk to them and and you know and then as I say we quite often say with the commissions I don't care people set their own kind of audience engagement around that and they can set an audience engagement of 100 people if they can tell me why it really matters that those 100 people connect with that piece of art and have a conversation with you because that 
that may be a great deal more meaningful than just spooling up on someone's Instagram feed. So, you know, I think it is about knowing what you want that to be. Couldn't agree anymore. And ironically, that seems like kind of a good place to wrap up because one of the other tools that we've kind of put in the episode description for this is a link to that audience toolkit, which the space provide some of the things that Corey's talked about, you know, thinking about, you know, where is this going to go? Why do you want to connect with this audience? The pros, the cons, the do's, the don'ts, and how you measure success in a meaningful way, exactly what Fiona said. Um, Corey, it's been amazing to kind of meet the man behind the magic, as I uh, <laughs> kind of called you. Do you see what I I'm did there? I'm getting that on a t-shirt. I love are that. You, are you any good at card tricks, or is I'm, it just dance? Do you know what? I'm a proppy kind of magician. I like the sort of like big boxes and sort of like you know lots of colourful camp um, handkerchiefs. Card tricks. Uh, there's a little bit too much technique in there, and just like my dance, I was more show than technique. So um, there you have it. <laughs> Does, and those kind of magic tricks don't work on a podcast. <laughs> they do not. They do not. Um, if you would like to find out more about Corey's work, Corey, do you just want to kind of reel off the names of the projects? We'll put a link to the website, but just reel off the names of the projects that you've just done, so people can go check those out. Sure. So uh, the very first uh, space commission was Antarctica, the first dance, which is a dance film. It's four minutes long to a London grammar track shot completely in Antarctica. Um, some films that we've released this year, Spaghetti Junction filmed in Birmingham with Hong Kong Ballet and Birmingham Royal Ballet under the famous Spaghetti Junction. Two minutes was for World Earth Day. Uh, Lying Together, another film to FKJ, the band, flipping great band, go check them out. Um, filmed completely on skyscrapers in Hong Kong for the United Nations Environmental Programs uh, World Environment Day with the BBC. And then of course, the one we haven't stopped talking about is Swan Lake Bath Ballet, which you should definitely go and watch. And let's get that up to 8 million views, shall we? <laughs> and we would also like you to follow and subscribe to this podcast if you can. Uh, do click on those links so you get notified the moment that our next few episodes and series are released. And if you are interested in finding out more about the space, about them, about us, then check out thespace.org Well, you'll find information about latest commissioning rounds, webinars, blogs, links to watch or sample some of the work that the space has already supported. Fiona, are you off to have a bath now or are you just taking a shower? A shower. I need inspiration. So no bath, shower. Absolutely. (laughs) I feel like I never have to have bath envy ever again. Thank you, Corey. Thank you to everyone. We'll be back for another episode. 